Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about artificial intelligence. I want to get me some of that artificial intelligence today. We need today. it today, sister. We need some of that. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy that you have decided to join us today for this episode on artificial intelligence. Delighted. Delighted. Let me tell you. So we are here to talk to you about women and work and getting some ease, meaning, and joy for all of us and all of you. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, we are back on the land, the traditional lands of the Lummi Nation and Nooksack tribe. Not where we recorded our last episode. Those of you who listen to every show will recall. And number three, and I'm staring right at it right now, we're recording video. Yeah. We are starting to dabble with video and audio. Now, that does not mean we got all spruced up for this. No, we did not. When you I see said, this, I specifically said I'm not willing to do this if we have to like be camera ready. Although, if you look at Kirsten, she is beautiful and camera so, ready. She was such a good friend. She just came from a great day lawyering, lawyering and she looks like it. Me, however, no. I, I was hot and sweaty because it's 55 <laughs> degrees in my house. <laughs> Threw on some ratty ass t-shirt and my shorts and I'm ready to go. This is it. This, this is, is what divides us as friends. Temperature. <laughs> you are in t-shirts and shorts. It's 55 degrees. I'm cozy up in my wool yeah. and wishing I had a thick pair of socks. I know. Yeah. I know. And, I, and, and I'm sorry that we have that difference. It does get awkward but sometimes. But if that's all it is, hey. <laughs> You just solve your friendship problems with the sweater. That's a good. I think it's a good thing. We'll take it. I will take it. Um, okay. Speaking of taking it, I cannot wait to talk about <laughs> artificial intelligence. I was trying you to have segue. Been obsessed. I was trying to segue. And you segue. No, no, it's fine. You have been obsessed with artificial intelligence and he, for like four weeks. But my, I can't stop talking about it. My clients know this. They're rolling their eyes at this point. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is not going to solve every problem. And it may not. In fact, it, as we will explore later today it, or later in the show, it may create some problems, too. But before we launch into that, you got to share with the listeners what you uh, read to me yesterday. OK, so so I'm reading this book. My, it's my business book, actually, my business group book, The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, Dalai mm. Lama and the Desmond Tutu. Amazing, <laughs> amazing humans. Right. And it was just It's a wonderful book, of course, right, where they're each kind of sharing their perspectives. And I did not know this, but these two people are very, they were very dear friends until Desmond Tutu passed away in 21. Okay. Very dear friends, really liked each other and kind of razzed each other and like gave each other the business. Like I was Mm. like, what? Desmond Tutu's given the Dalai Lama business? I believe and the it's Dalai, the Desmond Tutu. The Desmond Tutu has given the Dalai Lama business? I mean, they do that back and forth. It was just so lovely and so human. But this is the thing in the book that was just, that resonated with me. And I was like, I have got to share this with our listeners. I've got to share this. Yeah. It's about sadness. Mm. And this book is actually written by a man named Douglas Abrams, but he really is kind of reporting what these two sure. and contextualizing. Anyways, these are, these are his words. Sadness is seemingly the direct challenge to joy, but as the archbishop argued strongly, it often leads us most directly to empathy and compassion and to recognizing our need for one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. That to me was not revolutionary, right? Sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Brings us compassion, 
and empathy. Yeah. Matt was like, yes, of course, yes. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And that also makes me feel like there's a purpose in sadness, right? Yeah. There's a purpose in sadness. But the thing that was it's that got more interesting is one, sadness is the emotion that stays with us the longest. Yes. It can sometimes stay with us as long as like 120 hours. Whereas like anger and fear, maybe that's like 30 minutes. Right. So those other emotions yeah. just are fleeting compared to sadness, which really sticks with us. And new studies by a psychology researcher, Joseph Forgus, show that mild sadness actually has all these crazy benefits. Better judgment. When we're sad, we have better judgment. That's wild. When we're sad, our memory is better. We're more motivated. We're more sensitive to social norms and we're more generous. There was a study about giving away money. Yeah. To your like you got to keep some, you got to give some away to other people. And the sad people gave away more. Mm. So I was like, it just made me feel so like, yes, because you know, I think as humans, we feel sadness, right? And sure. I think there's this big cultural pressure not to feel sad. And I'm bucking it. There you go. I'm bucking the cultural pressure not to feel sad and also thinking there's some really beautiful things in sadness. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And by the way, a computer cannot feel sadness. I was just thinking. So as we talk about AI, <laughs> this is not going to do it. Like AI is not going to help us with this part of life. No. And it is interesting. I was just thinking as you were saying, when, as you were talking, you know, like all of the beautiful and rich things about being human mm -hmm. that I'm hoping are not replaceable. Yes. Oh, and not. I mean, who knows what the world of the future holds. But given what we know about AI today, there are still things that are just distinctly, <laughs> deeply, beautifully, gloriously human. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what do we mean by AI? Do you, I mean, I, again, we we usually start with a definition if we need to. And you said, let's just let's just clarify yeah. for folks. You know, AI stands for artificial intelligence. And we've been using AI for a long time. Siri on your phone or hey Google mm -hmm. on your phone is artificial intelligence. Um, a lot of different chat bots that you interact with when you log on to a, you know, website and you want to schedule some, you know, your tires to get rotated or whatever and you do that with. So that is, that is considered artificial intelligence. The new, the burgeoning technology is called generative AI. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not static. In fact, it, it can learn and change. You said it really well, though, a minute ago. I, I, I So I feel like AI really is the simulation of human intelligence, right? And this generative AI that you're talking about is the is computer people, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Computer um, engineers, professionals, all those folks attempting to replicate the way the human brain works. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm going to get to the very edge of my knowledge here, and then I'm going to step back from the precipice, okay? <laughs> but my understanding is, is that it is like the creation of a neural network, but those neural those neurons mm. are really algorithms. Mm. It's computer programming yeah. that is giving direction on what to do next, yeah. what choice to make next. Yeah. And 
Insanely complicated. Insanely complicated and insanely intelligent. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so sorry, before I go there, I have to say, and it's only been around for like, this generative AI has sort of been circulating in pop culture since about July. That's when I remember everybody said, oh, did you get your account on ChatGPT? Right? I mean, don't you remember it came out in the New York Times and there were all these things, these answers that were given by both humans and AI. Yeah. And you had to guess which was which. And No, yeah, I think this summer. Yeah. So since then, because it's so smart, we're they're turning AI onto itself and make, and saying, make yourself more efficient, make yourself more efficient, make yourself better, make yourself more empathetic, whatever. And so it's growing at this exponential rate. Actually, I heard one expert say it's growing at a double exponential rate, mm -hmm. a rate that our brains actually cannot comprehend. And so what's happened in the last six or seven months is that we went from just hearing about something to having it be, you know, version four, version five, version six, right? It is, it is just, and, and the, and the source of information, right? All of that code, all of those algorithms, all, all of that, that programming data. is being turned toward specialty functions. So for instance, let's, you can think of chat GPT as like, as, as a bank of knowledge and a bank of information and, um, different apps are grabbing it and figuring out how to manipulate the user interface so that you can get what you need out of it. What I mean by that is you can go in, you can go right, you can download apps to help you with writing. You can also use um, AI to do to generate images, to edit video, to create video, to create video. Not as it's harder to create video, but they're I understand getting really good at creating audio. So there's some AI out there that can replicate our voices. Yes, and just say whatever they want to say, which is what we do anyway. So like, what do we care? Right, exactly. Right? We just make shit up anyway. You can make it up for us, probably better. But but it's interesting because understanding kind of what it is. And the different access points to this data, to these algorithms, to this programming, and to this learning can kind of help demystify some of the tools that are available. And that's precisely what we wanted to do today, is try to demystify it. Now, I'm so motivated to, to do that very thing because... I believe that this will rapidly outpace us. And if we in the workforce do not just take a minute and roll up our sleeves and start to understand it, that tidal wave is going to run right over our heads. I really do. I mean, I really appreciated that because, you know, we certainly neither, especially me, I am not a technology person. This is not an area of expertise. It's not even an area of deep interest for me. Yeah. But I have had so much fun and gotten so much benefit out of dinking around with this for the mm -hmm. last four or five months that that really is exactly the purpose of this episode, which is to say, hey, get in there, try something, figure it out, get creative, see how it can make your work um, easier, more interesting, more effective. Mm -hmm. And so I hope at the very, by the end of this episode, you'll be like, okay, great. If you haven't already done it, that you're going to be like, giddy up, let's get me a GPT, a chat GPT account. Yeah. Because it really is, it's, it, 
it's the wild west out there right now. Who knows how this is going to actually transform. But what we can be doing right now is just giving it a try. Um, and I started by using ChatGPT to just write documents, make a list, suggest something, write a poem just to see what it could do. I've now like blossomed into almost relying on it like an assistant, somebody who's going to give me a good second draft that I can edit. Absolutely. That's exactly. I, I think that I use it the exact same way. I sometimes, interestingly enough, use it as a thinking partner. Oh, yeah. Like if I want, like I was working on a marketing agreement the other day and I for a client and I was like, what do you do when you're a marketing professional? And so I got onto ChatGPT and asked a whole bunch of questions and you can regenerate. And so it was really interesting to be, to have it as a thinking partner. And just for fun, I said, draft a marketing agreement, like mm. a marketing consulting services agreement. I want to say mine is still better. Mine is still better, but it was pretty darn good. Yeah. It was pretty darn good. And I, I've even done crazy stuff like um, plan an elegant holiday cocktail menu. Yeah. I mean, I've asked crazy things. And I don't I haven't been silly, like write a poem for me or ask just curious questions. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very task oriented. <laughs> I'm like, it's always got a purpose, like yeah. plan this or do that or what does this look like? Or I've even had it write letters. I'll say write a letter requesting blah blah blah. Well, okay. Yeah. I feel like I could go on and on and on. So stop me. But I will tell you, recently I heard about a party. It was a Friday the 13th party. And every attendee got a personalized letter that later we found out. I didn't go, but later I found out it was written by AI that was so creepily personalized to them. And these were people that the host maybe didn't even know. They just got their name and did a little search about like what their profession was or whatever. And this and, and everyone got a letter it was like one of those, like when you read a horoscope and you're like, dear God, does this, does, did the person who write this know right. me exactly? But professionally, I will say exactly that. Writing, 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 editing, summarizing, taking a huge document. Asking questions. Dumping it in and saying. Summarize this summarize in 500 this, words. Or consolidate it or make this more lighthearted, depersonalize it, et cetera. A lot of writing tools. Recently, I started using it in design. Um, Canva is testing. You've done, you've, you've looked at, you've worked with a few more, what I would say are real AI tools. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, talk about Canva, talk about the rest of those ones. Cause th you know, I'm right now, I'm just solely in chat GPT. And so uh, chat, I've used chat GPT. I've also used a different product called craft. I'm not endorsing any of these. I'm just trying a whole bunch of them because I can craft is kind of like my Microsoft Excel. It's like a word document creating tool where you can, create documents and do all of the bolding and the bulleting and the highlighting or whatever. And with AI behind it, um, I've used Canva, which is a design program to do presentations. Oh, nice. and here's what's weird. I was doing a retreat recently and I wrote this whole thing about, um, organizational culture and I was going to take my outline and create a PowerPoint presentation and on Canva, it asked me, hey, do you want to test this new AI tool that's in beta? What do you want to do your presentation on? And I just typed in the five elements of a healthy workplace culture. And it was like, hmm, how about this presentation? And it... it how close was it to what you had intended to talk it about? Was a, it was 
pretty close. It was like it was a it was a certainly second a great, draft. It's certainly a great starting place, right? But what's what's weird is it literally created the entire freaking presentation. Talking points. How long did it take for the presentation? Like two seconds. Like like right like right like Blink seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've so you can also you know it'll do social media. It, it Canva and other design tools are you know and are just coming out. It's fast and furious. Um, I've heard of something called Scribe that will watch you do what your repetitive tasks on your computer and then write a manual for how to do it. Oh, my gosh. Like processes. Yeah, like processes and procedures. Holy cow. I know. No shit. There's another one. uh, Somebody I know just did a demo for called Data Rails. And she's an accountant and a finance professional. And it'll overlay AI onto your like QuickBooks and then create and do all of the financial analysis. I think a seat is like $30,000 to to log in. Oh, my gosh. Because it will replace your finance team. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's just they're just like I said, these apps and these tools are coming fast and furious. And right now, there there's a lot of free trials. There's a ton of free stuff. A lot of free trials and see how it can work. And this is why, like I said, I want to demystify it and motivate you just to get out there and try something. It and will you know, I mean, blow your mind. It will blow your mind. And here's my big thing. I mean, listeners know. I'm always looking for like a more efficient, more streamlined, easier, less burdensome way to do things. Like yeah. how do we shake off some of this stuff that's so difficult? And I, this has been really interesting for me, but this has been one of those processes where I'm like, wow, it's, I've gotten to shake off a lot of stuff yes. and just streamline and make things simple. Yeah. Anyway, same. I've got a big thing I have to like summarize the other. And, I, and normally I would be like stressing out about it because it's going to take me forever to like put all the stuff in front of me and go, does this thing go with this? And I'm just going to dump it into AI and say, deduplicate and summarize. Abduce, like, dear God. Okay. So, like I said, we're I could, proselytizing. I could talk about this forever. But there are a lot of things that get in people's way. Right. There's a lot of reasons why people don't want to engage in this. Yes. And I think I think lack of awareness or it's it's a little bit weird and scary. And what do we mean by AI? That's one of them. And they don't understand how accessible it is. Yeah, it is so accessible. And I actually took this very cool course Mm. on neuron.com or whatever it was. um, And it was like a series of 47 lessons on how to use AI. And they were like five minutes each. They were very much like, you know, you practice while they're doing it. It was a free course that was taught by some very smart 20 something. Oh, I love their um, w- newsletter. Yes. Yes. Those guys are so they're hilarious. Awesome. They're hysterical. They're smart. They're accessible. And so you can just hop on and just take a few little lessons and figure out how it is that you ask the question in chat GPT to get what you want or to access this kind of AI. Yeah. So I re- I'm a big advocate of taking a little class. Oh yeah. That's a, that is, um, but it is intimidating. Yeah, it is intimidating. It's intimidating. I think that's the other reason I was so motivated to do this show because you and I are, you know, like you said, it, we're not coming at this no. from the tech perspective. No. I mean, I d- I do kind of know my average Joanne. I do know my way around technology to some degree, but anyway, I I actually have somebody else who has had some um, 
concerns about privacy. In fact, I was kind of pumping this up with one of my clients and I had somebody in the room say, does this mean I'm being watched? Oh yeah. You know, and I do think there are some, there is some mistrust, mm-hmm. right? It's the, it's the whatever. What are the questions you're asking? What questions are you asking? Yeah. Right. Will somebody be watching what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Or does this, you know, decrease my privacy even further? I can understand that. I think there are some ethical concerns with AI too. I'm, Tell me about that. Well, I just think, I think, you know, we're not, it's not original content. I mean, I think Correct. that's the big one. I, now, this is the thing. As a lawyer, we, I mean, we don't use original content. Mm. Nobody wants a lawyer to make up something new because we all want to know what it means, right? And so if I can, and that's why our language is so weird because it goes back to some court case where some judge said, well, this is what it means, right? And so we don't do new. So for me, in my world, this is exactly the way you do it. Like you get the language from the cases, you get the language from the other agreements, you get the language. So for some of our industries, right? This is exactly what you do. But I do think it is an interesting question, especially academically. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think mm-hmm. our teachers out there mm-hmm. are gonna, are wrestling with this right now. Yeah. Uh, what uh, My kids are using it, are using chat GPT to cor- correct their grammar. And it would be a very short walk to have it oh, just... Oh, it'd be so easy to say, write a paper on Moby Dick. Right. 500 words. Yeah. Tell me about the, tell me the symbolism of white. Yeah. And, and although right now you can read it and kind of tell, but I don't think you'll be able to for long. And I think it depends on the thing and, on, on and the you particular, ha- yeah, on the, the particular product. Right. And you do have to know at this point, you have to know your subject to know when, cause chat, cause apparently AI hallucinates. It makes shit up. Oh yes. It literally does make, do you kind of have it, to, it you hallucinates cannot be asleep more at the wheel. often than we think. <laughs> yeah, yes. You, so that's one of the weird. Th- yeah. So you can't be asleep at the wheel when you're using it. There was a lawyer actually who submitted a brief that he that was written by artificial intelligence, which somebody was that was hallucinating, and he ended up getting disbarred. Actually, he oh. presented it as his own. He it was completely like wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was wrong. He didn't even <laughs> read it right. So there are those issues. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen it yet, but it flashed across my uh, desk today, in fact, is a video of Julia Louise Dreyfus Dreyfus giving a speech that AI wrote. And it it, from the little bit that I saw, just a tiny clip that I saw. Was it hysterical? It was hysterical because it's very like formal and clunky just, you know, because if you don't ask it there anyway. So I have to tell you, I went to a wedding and the best man. I am convinced that ChatGPT wrote his toast. Oh. It was, I listened to it and about halfway through, I was like, no, this guy (laughs) had ChatGPT write that wedding toast. Yeah. And good for him. Yeah. Well, here's another ethical thing. My kid who's in school right now for visual journalism, who does so much original content creation, that is his job. That is his work. His competition is AI. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, that he's in this he's in a little bit of a conundrum. Like, do I jump on the bandwagon here or do I stick to my ethics? What I feel and it's not not in the like plagiarism kind of way or somebody else created my work. But like it's even just how does he want to spend his time? Yeah. And how do I want 
how can I even be proud of this work if something else is creating it? It's kind of an intro. But anyway, all of those barriers aside, I still think it's coming, sister. Oh, yeah, it's, definitely. It's here. Yeah, it's here. And we got to do. It. And I think it will have a positive impact on a lot of professions. I think on so all too. professions. I think I think there's I think it has a great uh, there's a great opportunity to really change and create more ease, mm-hmm. which we're really out for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in almost every industry. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, though, anytime it involves like humans and touching something or cleaning up something, hey, no AI is doing that. No, no. So this the the child care, the elder care. I mean, that's with the, us. This is not a solution for that. It might support people who do that work, mm-hmm. but it's not going to do that work. No, I was talking to Barry about that. Like, wow. If there was ever a secure job moving forward, it's maintenance, man, which is what he does, yes. right? Like there's a lot of until there are a lot of intellectual um, careers that are going to get replaced. Was it Goldman Sachs estimated generative AI is going to impact like 300 million jobs globally mm-hmm. in the what next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I do want to say, though, like people get freaked out by that. And I just want to remind people that we have done this before. Yeah. Like we went from an ag community to an industrial community. You know, we went into the cities. We had manufacturing. We've had gone. We've gone to technology. Right. We have the technology revolution. This is just another kind of change, revolutionary change. Not that it's not big. I'm not saying it's not big, but I am saying that we have shown that we can, you know, manage this and succeed in these big tectonic plate movements, these big shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if we can get some of the regulations right. Which, you know what? I'll be perfectly candid. Please. Most, as opposed to the way I usually am. (laughs) As opposed to the way, yeah. I really feel like... I at least have always understood why something was regulated, why the law was in place, what the law was meant to do. I may not have understood like the science behind the environmental law or the this or the that or whatever. Okay. But I understood the concept. I really feel like with this, with the rules and regulations around AI, I don't even know what the hell they're regulating. I think they're afraid it's going to get out of hand. What what does that even mean? This is what I mean. What does that even mean? Get out of hand. Like, I don't know. Become sentient. Lock us in our houses. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Yes, become sentient. I don't know. But it is interesting. I think to myself, what does what do they mean when they say regulate AI? I don't even understand it. And I listened to some of those congressional hearings on AI, and I was like, what are they even talking about? Okay, point. I'm just going to say, I don't get it. Point taken. Um, Hey, before we wrap up, we've got a couple more things I think we want to touch on, though, other than just preaching at you, because apparently that is my favorite um, pastime when I talk about AI. But it is interesting, I think, the impacts on women, both positive and negative. You know, I think anybody, women or men, who's doing repetitive tasks, this is really going to streamline your work. I think people are saying, you know, AI is going to, be beneficial to women and um i have to say this is a double-edged sword to me which one women yeah so i think there are a lot of things that ai can do in a way that is unbiased Mm. like there's been some interesting studies about 
when AI picks out resumes. Yeah. Right. You can really correct for gender bias. Sure. Right. Or you cannot correct for it and you can build it into the system because don't forget the people who are creating AI are the vast majority are men. Mm-hmm. There are very few women in AI right now. Yeah, in tech and in general. In tech in general, but particularly in AI. And so we have a system that, if used well, really supports you know, getting rid of gender bias. Or if we continue to behave as we have always behaved with every new system, exacerbates it. Yeah. You remember Melinda Gates, I've quoted her several times the same thing. Years ago, I watched her say something about why it was so important to get women in tech. And she said, because tech is the the future. future. And if women's voices aren't in designing tech, women's voices aren't going to be part of the future. And I think that's the scary thing to look out for. Yeah. Think of any controversial topic. Okay. You know, if you don't, if you gender bias aside, if you're programming a thoughtful generative tool to learn and provide you information and the people inputting information have any sort of bias whatsoever, it's your, yeah, you're going to get biased. You live in the bias. What do they say? Crap in, crap out. Yes. Crap. That's (laughs) what they say, Karina. Crap in, (laughs) crap out. So that's what, you know, yeah. So it's concerning, but if not, but, and in the day to day, in the work that we're doing, it really can not just benefit you, but benefit your industry and potentially even free up some of your time. Don't tell your boss, though. Just do something random. Just listen to this podcast and he, they're going to think you're working. Yeah. And you're just going to like zippity's up. Again, ethical questions we must all answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, there are a couple of other um interesting, you know, impacts to women and all of us. And I think, you know, one of that is most concerning to me is the loss of jobs. That's what I mean, Karina. I don't necessarily mean like, okay, so there's going to be a change in jobs, right? Not necessarily a loss in jobs. It's just like every other kind of big shift in the workplace. We'll be doing different kinds of work. Yeah. Right. Doing different kinds of work. Can you give me just a couple of examples before we close? Like uh, what? What are you gonna? What is the diff? How is AI gonna make a legal professional do different kinds of work? I mean, I think we kind of oh, already covered. This but is can you so. Be this is such a great example. I think that the legal profession is one of the like target rich areas for AI. Like I think probably eighty percent, seventy five percent of what I do could be like done by artificial intelligence, you know, Mm, as mm -hmm. long as the data is put in correctly. Yeah. And then you check and see what comes out. Right. Um, But there are some things that cannot that they just that I don't think the AI is ever going to be able to do, at least in my kind of how I see the world or how I see things coming. So that then frees so much of my time up Mm -hmm. to do other things. There are not enough lawyers in the world. We know that there are people out there, there's so many people who who do not have their legal needs managed. In fact, I think for people in Washington state who are on the poverty and the poverty level are lower, mm-hmm. they have seven to nine legal problems that are unaddressed. Oh, wow. Okay. So then we talk about people in the middle class, right? Because they can't afford lawyers either. So I look at that and I think to myself, wow, if I could get all of this done with AI, that would free up 20% of my time to do this. Yeah. Right. And so then you don't like if if something takes 
10 minutes on AI, that's what you bill, 10 minutes, yeah. right? As opposed to, oh, it took me two hours to do that contract. So we're yeah. talking about a difference between 35 bucks and 750 or whatever it is. Yeah. So I think the legal profession is going to be, this is great news. Yeah. This is great news. And I know some lawyers are going to be upset and afraid and nervous that they're not going to have enough work. There is enough work out there. Yeah. There's no question. And I think that we're seeing that in how AI can support education mm -hmm. and really create customized uh, tutoring and lesson plans, et cetera, for individuals. And training. Yeah. And so really supporting teachers. We're seeing it in social work and counseling. Weren't you talking about Oh, youper. Yeah. There is actually an, uh, an app that is driven by AI to help you manage your mental health, specifically your depression. Hmm. And it is really, you put the information in and out it comes. Now you heard about something like that too. Well, it was, and I wish I could remember the article, but I read that there was some fancy pants therapist, like, you know, teacher at one of the, I don't know, Harvard or Cornell or something. I don't know. I'm just like naming fancy. Someplace fancy. Someplace fancy. And um, I think it was ChatGPT. And ChatGPT nailed the advice and the basically the counseling so, session so basically the professor was given the chance to give yeah the to do the counseling session and ai was yeah and they were like both i like it's identical like spot not, on spot on not identical but spot on it was really great advice um interesting and i think things like you know i can't i think it's like every fourth show i say if you're an accountant or a financial person out there let me know i got clients who need your services hell we just cut the time it takes to do that work, you know, down to I a know, fraction. Minuscule. So I think that is a good point. A lot of these professions where there's such a high need, mm -hmm. we, we can see some efficiencies and some opening up some time to have much more deeper thought and to do kind of the other, the heavier lifting tasks. Mm -hmm. So do the heavier lifting, the stuff that machines cannot do. Yeah. 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 And it is, I mean, it's just the beginning. I even think to myself, like, if I were starting a business right now, I mean, being able to get into AI to get support with, like, your business plan or market trends or who the customers are or all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Like, starting a business today, being an entrepreneur today with all of this out there, it's just an entirely different world. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is the Wild West. I'll end with the my one thought, which is not one, because I've actually had a million, as our <laughs> listeners will attest, but is that we, as a community, as a society, I believe, just went from, I think I've told you this, it went from the telegraph yes. to the cell phone mm -hmm. between July and November. Mm -hmm. And if you're not given this a whirl, you're going to be left holding the telegraph. And I feel a little bit differently about it than you're going to be left behind. I feel like you're missing out on the fun. You're, yeah. you're missing out on the fun. Yeah. This is really fun. It is so fascinating. You're, it just like when something, when you ask the question and up it comes, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It's thought provoking. It's exciting. Um, and just fun. Yeah. It's just fun. It's just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for going after it with me on this show. And thanks for, look right into that uh, camera. Oh, of yours. my gosh. I did it. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I forgot all about you over there, camera. Oh, some clip, some version of this is going to end up somewhere. Um, 
video. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to record our next show with you. Thank you, listeners, for 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 tuning in. Yeah, yeah. Go out there and get some intelligence. Get some artificial. It's good. It's, it's good, good stuff. All right. Bye. bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 